Good morning. It's a new day. Let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. Father, we pray as always that in everything that we do each day, that you would be with us. Beginning with filling us with your Holy Spirit. Being led by your Spirit in all that we do. As we read this morning, Father, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. Pray, Father, that you would tell us those things, Father, which we need to know in order to truly love you with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all our strength. And that we would love each other as we love ourselves. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen. Today we'll be looking at the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 20. I find this to be a very interesting chapter. I especially find this to be an interesting chapter because I believe it speaks about the mercy of God. Joshua chapter 20. Over in Joshua chapter 20, what I'll do is I'll read. And as I read, I'll commentate on some things that I feel that God has revealed to me and would probably have you to know as well. Joshua chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Tell the Israelites to designate the cities of refuge as I instructed you through Moses, so that anyone who kills a person accidentally and unintentionally may flee there and find protection from the avenger of blood. When he flees to the to one of these cities, he is to stand in the entrance of the city gates and states his case before the elders of the city. Then they are to admit him into the city and give him a place to live with them. If the avenger of blood pursues him, they must not surrender the one accused because he killed his neighbor unintentionally and without malice or forethought. He is, to, he is to stay in the city until he has stood trial before the assembly and until the death of the high priest who is serving at that time. Then he may go back to his own home in the town which he fled. So they set apart Kadesh and Galilee in the hill country of Naphtali, Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kirath Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. On the east side of the Jordan of Jericho, they designated Bezer 
in the desert on the plateau of the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth in Gilead in the tribe of Gad, and Golan and Bashan in the tribe of Manasseh. Any of the Israelites or any alien among them who killed someone accidentally could flee to these designated cities and not be killed by the avenger of blood prior to standing trial before the assembly. This is the word of God. Now what I find interesting in this chapter, I find interesting that God would be concerned about justice, about his justice being administered in the earth. God is always concerned about his people, about his creation, his created people. Now, it might not seem that way because there's so much injustice in the earth. Matter of fact, I just heard about in the news recently about young girls being abducted, being abducted from their schools and taken to another place or another country and basically forced into slavery of some sort, sexual slavery and things of that sort. It's very tragic. And, but it goes to show it's a sign of the hearts of humankind. It's a sign of humanity, the sinfulness, the depravity of humankind. We must not forget that we live in a fallen world, a world that the symptoms of the fall of man, that is Adam and Eve, is still here with us and is here to stay until the Lord Jesus returns. And that's why every day we should be praying, Lord Jesus, come. Until then, though, we have to learn how to live. We have to learn how to live in a way that demonstrates our love for God and demonstrates his love for us. And so over in Joshua chapter 20, God shows his love for us by telling Joshua and the leaders of the tribes of Israel during that time to basically set aside or to um, put into play uh, these cities of refuge. These cities of refuge were set up for people who basically committed manslaughter as we know it today. That is, they accidentally or unintentionally killed someone. It happens every day. It's happening even right now. We are imperfect. Humanity is imperfect. And we do things 
accidentally and unintentionally. And God knows this. He knows our hearts. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And yet, God still holds us accountable to our actions. And he wants us as his people, especially Christians, I'm talking about Christians now, to be prepared for these accidents, these unintentional incidents. Of course, we can't set up cities of refuge. We don't have that authority. You know, it makes me wonder why. I believe that we would have that authority and should have that authority, but we don't because of our leadership. Our leadership is weak. I am convinced of that. Um, I'm talking about the Christian leadership, the men especially. We're weak. We're without vision. We're without an internal purpose, even here, or at least here in the earth, as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't know about other countries, but I do know about America. And in America, right now, these so-called churches, I wonder... I wonder about its leadership. I don't want to judge them because, at least publicly, because I have problems of my own as a leader, as a Christian man. And I'm even right now in my own home. I find it very hard to lead. I find it very hard to encourage the very people that live in my own household. And so, um, you know, I need to start with myself. And I need to begin a life, or not begin a life, but I need to repent, first of all. Lord God, forgive me for not leading my family. Lord God, forgive me for not encouraging them in your ways. Lord God, forgive me. And my city of refuge right now is Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you too to look to Jesus. When you unintentionally or accidentally do something that you know is clearly wrong, that is against the will of God, you have Jesus as your city of refuge. We have an Example of this in many places throughout the Bible. In many places throughout the Bible, it talks about the Lord, our refuge. The Lord, our strength. Is the Lord your strength? Is the Lord your refuge, people? I hope that he is. Because if he's not, then I want to warn you. I want to warn you that it need not be. I want to encourage you that Jesus is your refuge. He's your place of strength. He's your place 
to run to and to be forgiven, to have your sins forgiven. As a matter of fact, to a point of where the Bible talks about that God, when he forgives you, when he forgives your sins, when he forgives you for your sins, it it is as if he cleans the slate, wipes the slate clean. And he forgets it even. He forgets all about your your sin. When you come to him, when you repent, when you sincerely repent and ask for forgiveness. And you plead for the sake of Jesus, for the blood of Jesus. Lord God, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my sins which are infinite which are against an infinite God, which are against a holy God, a righteous God. Forgive me. Have mercy on me. I assure you, God will forgive you. So you need not have to live with that burden from day to day. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not a license to go out and sin and find out how much how many times you can to find out how much sin you can get away with and so forth. This is not a license for that. This, is, this, is, this, this word is for people who sincerely want to be forgiven, for people who sincerely want to get right with God and live a life that is holy before God, to live a life that glorifies God. This is for, for you. Do you want this? If the answer is yes, then I want to encourage you. Repent. Confess your sins to God. Seek to get right with God and with your neighbor, that is, with whoever it is that you have harmed unintentionally or or accidentally. And trust that he will That is God the Father, for the sake of the Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ, by the Spirit, will cleanse you. He will sanctify you. He will will take you to a place, and He will counsel you. He will talk with you. And you can be forgiven. You can live a life, once again, of peace. With God. Amen? I don't have much more to say about this. I think you know what I'm talking about. And I think you know who you are. Do it. Let us pray. Lord God, Father, heaven bless you once again for another day. I pray right now, Father, for those who are struggling because of their sin, because of unintentionally and accidentally harming someone to a point of even death. There are many right now who are listening who have done this. And so, Father, I pray that you will convict their hearts. I pray, Father, that they would, by faith, trust that they could come to you Father of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, 
the Father of the Son of God, and be forgiven. Be cleansed and be made right by you, a just God. For you know us and you love us and you're willing and you're able. This gives you pleasure in forgiving your people. So I pray this for them. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.